0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Special Education Matters. I'm your host, Michael Bull, and I have an 18-year-old son with autism. The Individualized Education Program, or IEP, is the key document, roadmap, etc. for a child securing special education services. Rich and I talk today about the IEP and what important aspects you should know and understand as a parent or caregiver. Enjoy the conversation. Richard Isaacs, welcome back to the program. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks. It's great to talk with you again. We're going to take a step back to the beginning. Uh, We're going to talk about the IEP. And now as a parent, when you're notified that your child has some special needs or maybe you've nagged the district a bit, that your child needs some assistance, an IEP is where it comes together. Uh, Tell us what an IEP is and what we should know about it.
1: An IEP is an Individualized Education Program. And it's really just what the name says. It's an individualized program set up for students who need additional supports in school.
0: All right, sounds pretty simple. Uh, but this document isn't necessarily so simple. Uh, can I get an advanced look at it before I go in?
1: So that's a good good question. Every school district runs their IEP process a little bit differently. Um, to answer it simply, yes. You can always request a copy, and they should have a draft. The, the draft can be provided to you. You can request it five days before the IEP meeting. If it's an initial IEP meeting, you're probably not going to have a draft yet because you have to go into the eligibility decision to determine if an IEP is, is necessary. But yes, always request for a draft IEP prior to the meeting.
0: Okay, so I hopefully have this in advance. I've read some things. Uh, We talked before the show, you suggest highlighting anything that might be new to you, which, you know, it's got information from a lot of different people that you may not have your own expertise in, so certainly that would be part of it. But then you sit down, and who is going to be there uh, along with me? Do I bring my child? Um, Should I go by myself? What do you think? So
1: often, no. No to the student. Um, if If you have an older child and at age 16... It's encouraged that they be there, at least for part of it, to uh, discuss secondary goals. But for the most part, especially if you're in elementary or middle school, I don't encourage the student to be there. It's unnecessary, and they're not going to understand. Okay. The participants that that are necessary, generally speaking, are going to be the general ed ed teacher, a special education teacher, the different specialists who may have assessed or are working with the child, and that could be OT, which is occupational therapist, a speech and language path, the school psychologist, um, and then a really important person is the district administrator. And the district administrator is usually going to facilitate the meeting, but they're the person that can make the decision of what services and improve things, they can answer questions that the parent have about the different resources available and programs available that the district has.
0: Okay. So what is the point of view then? So I walk in there and my goal is to perhaps get services for my child. But what do you think the point of view is for the people on the other side of the table, which it can be what, five or 10 people there?
1: Right. And this is where there is a divergence of, mm-hmm. of the, the purpose. The parent's going to go there to the IEP meeting and they're going to share the concerns of of their student and they're going to want certain things in place that are going to help their their child be successful in school. The district, while that too is their goal, oftentimes they're confined to the resources that they have and there's only a few options um, that they can provide to the family. So instead Mm -hmm. of looking at Say maximizing the student's potential, the school district oftentimes is going to look at how little can we give to make sure that they're making some educational progress. So the school and parents often are coming at it from two different angles, which mm-hmm. is okay if, as long as you understand that.
0: All right. So I want would not, for my first IEP, I'm going to be nervous. Maybe for my third one, I'd be nervous too. And my first question I'm going to have is, what's it? experience going to be like? Is it going to be a hostile environment or are we both going to have the same goals where we just want to create a program that's best for the child?
1: It should not ever be hostile. Um, sometimes when there's litigation and down the road and, and years of, of, of back and forth, mm-hmm. the relationship could could definitely break down. But especially the initial meetings or the early meetings, most of the time, the, the teachers, the specialists, they, they do genuinely care about about their job and about each student. You should always go into the meeting with a positive outlook. I know it's hard for families sometimes not to take things personal because you know, mm-hmm. we're talking about their child, but you can't take things personal. And, and the same goes for the school district. It's The IEP team meeting is a great place for all those who are working with the student to get together and discuss what the student needs to be successful. If you keep bringing it back to that, I think you're setting yourself up to have a very positive IEP meeting.
0: Okay. And I know when I went into IEP meetings, I'd look at the people, I'd meet them, and I got a quick sense of, like, who the leaders were, who was the sharpest person in the room, which is actually, in my opinion, usually the occupational therapist. And it gave me a sense of who I could build relationships with and move things forward.
1: Exactly. And that's, you know, with a lot of things, too, right? You, you're you working together so that it's you don't want to make the other side angry. You don't want to shout at them. You don't want to take your frustration out at them because you do want them to provide your child with an education. So even if you're frustrated, it's okay. Frustrate, share your frustrations, communicate it clearly, and then go home and, and think about it.
0: Okay. Okay. So what are some of the rules then around uh, the IEP in regards to how quickly does the district have to provide one after the meeting? How quickly do they have to give me the final version to sign? And lastly, if I don't want to sign it, what should I do?
1: Very good questions. and it. (laughs) And it really just depends. There's no set time to get the IEP. But generally speaking, you should ask for a draft IEP prior to the meeting. Uh They should give you a copy of the IEP at the conclusion of the meeting, though a lot Uh of school districts now are waiting and tying up the loose ends and emailing it to the family or having them pick it up. Is
0: that a better thing to do if they say, look, I'd rather email you the final version? Is that probably a better way to go?
1: I like it that way. Um, I find that I just want a completed version. I don't want them to give me an IEP at the end of the meeting and then a week later make adjustments to it because there were errors in it. I'd rather okay. them just finish the IEP, give me a copy, um, and e- email works great. In terms of how much time they have, it's a reasonable mm-hmm. amount of time.
0: Oh, that, so that's the, the law. It's reasonable, whatever that means.
1: It, it is because it's individualized and it. it so there's so they don't the courts really or the law is really clear not to put a specified time on on this piece. How much time does a parent have to sign? It's much time as as a parent wants. Um, typically, you should take it home and, and review it for about a week. You, you should never sign an IEP at the IEP meeting because you need to process everything. Uh, take it home, talk about it as a family. If you have any questions, you know you can obviously re- re- reach out to parent groups or. Advocates and then you can provide your your consent to the IEP document.
0: Okay, that's interesting I didn't think about that not signing at that time But yeah, if you take a week I, I guess if you give a week then you're also showing good faith that you're not hanging on to it for 30 days That you you want to work together as well and so here take it for a week or a few days read it and, and hand it back Right And then, you know some sometimes depending on where you're at in the IEP
1: process if you have an IEP that's already in place and they're changing it on the new one you may not want to sign the new one you may want to keep the old one in which case you, you may not sign for a year um it really just just depends on the uniqueness of of each person's case and, and where they're at in the process
0: all right thank you so does cooper the dog want to add anything other than what he's been saying <laughs> there is the, the dog in the background i apologize <laughs> That's okay Okay so let's conclude this here and then we'll let's talk in the next podcast about what should I when should I bring in an advocate or an attorney That sounds great All right okay thank you